the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Before I begin, just want to wish all of our fathers, all of our fathers who are here on this earth, and those who've gone before us, a happy and blessed Father's Day. This Mass is being offered for all of our fathers, that they might continue to grow in the real love and compassion and mercy of God the Father, that all of our fathers would be able to give that to their children and to their families. It's not an easy task, right? Today, Jesus helps us understand what it looks like to, to really, truly love. Now, there's, there's so many parts of, of, of being able to, to really love, and Jesus makes it very clear that if we want to go to heaven, we have to love. That means that we have to love God with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our might, and with all of our strength, but then we need to love our neighbor as ourself. Now, we all want to go to heaven here, right? And oftentimes, we can either have two extremes. Either we can focus so much on being able to try to love God by coming to church, by doing all of our prayers, by fasting, by doing our novenas, by doing our chaplets, you know, making sure that we fulfill all of the right things on the outside. But then sometimes we're in the kind of forgetting about, okay, well, I need to now love my neighbor. It's not enough for me to just come to church. I need to start treating people around me better. I need to actually love them. Or we have this other extreme of, oh yeah, I can just be a good person and I can be really nice to people and I can make donations and I can feed the poor. I don't really need to go to church. Like, church is not really important. Like, I don't really need to go to mass. I don't need a priest. I don't need any of that. Well, neither of these extremes are correct. We need both. Jesus says, we need to love God with all of our heart, soul, and mind. That means we need to be here in his house with him. But then when we leave this house, we need to be showing love to our neighbor. So he gives us an example of what does this actually practically look like. And he, he gives the example of a good Samaritan. Now, Samaritans were people at that time that were not fully Jew. They were half Jewish and half pagan. They were mixed. And the Jews really didn't like these people. They saw them as less. They saw them as, as like at the bottom of, of society. And so Jesus, when he gives the example of, okay, how can we learn how to love? He gives the example of the person that people would least want to learn from. The person you would least expect. And he says, a good Samaritan does this. This is what this good Samaritan does. And if you want to love and go to heaven, this is what you must do. The very first thing that we would notice, or the lesson that we can gain from the Good Samaritan, is that the Good Samaritan was able to see the need of his neighbor. He's able to see it. It says that he saw and he had compassion. He saw it and he went to him. The others, the, the religious figures, saw but didn't see and walked past. How many of us today... We see that someone's in need, but we choose not to see it, and we just kind of keep walking. How many of us actually don't even see it because we're so consumed with ourselves that we're not able to notice when somebody else is in need? How many of us today are always constantly putting on a, 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 a good show for others so that nobody knows that I'm in need? 
So therefore, I'm not able to really notice anything about you. You're not able to notice anything about me. But how good does it feel when somebody sends you a text message or they call you or they come to you and they say, you know what, I noticed that something has been off with you and I just want you to know that I notice and I care and I love you and I'm praying for you. How good does that feel? Are we noticing? Are we seeing the needs of those around us? If not, we need to simply say to Jesus, Jesus, give me your eyes. Jesus, give me your eyes. Let me have eyes to notice and to see my neighbor's needs. Let me see outside of myself to see the needs of others. The second lesson that we can learn from the Good Samaritan is that he has compassion upon this man who's been beat up. He has compassion. Do you know what the word compassion means? When we think about compassion, sometimes we just think about emotions or feelings. Compassion doesn't necessarily have to do with emotions or feelings. Compassion is being able to put yourself in the shoes of another person and to be able to suffer with them. How many of us, we shy away from wanting to suffer or, or having to be inconvenienced or ha- having to have any type of pain, right? We don't want to have pain. So we don't really have compassion. The word compassion simply means to be with someone's passion or to be in compassion. Come means to be with. Passion means suffer, to suffer with. That's what Jesus did with us and for us. Jesus comes to us in our passion, in our pain, and in our weaknesses, and in our imperfections, and He loves us right there. Now, many of us are not able to be compassionate towards our neighbor because we have blocks. There are things that block us from having compassion. And one of those blocks is that you and I don't have compassion for ourselves. We do not like ourselves. Or there are parts of us that we cannot accept. Now, because of this, because we hate ourselves, because we do not like ourselves, because we cannot accept ourselves as being imperfect, we in turn are very, very harsh with our neighbor. We're very, we're very quick to, to, to judge our neighbor because we don't like ourselves. We can't accept ourselves for being imperfect. We don't know how to love our own imperfections. And Jesus is simply looking at all of us and going, I love you. I love this ugly part of you that you want to remove from you or that you want to fix inside of you. I love it. It's beautiful to me. I love every single part of you. And so Jesus gives us compassion. And if we don't know how to have compassion for ourselves first, then we will never have compassion for our neighbor. Never. So whatever it is that, that we think, the wounds, the imperfections, uh, the things that we hate or dislike about ourselves, if we don't allow Jesus into those places and we don't allow Him to love us there, we'll never know the compassion and love of God the Father. We'll never know it. The second thing that I think blocks us from, from having real compassion is that we're very disconnected from one another. We think we're connected, but we're not. We're very disconnected from one another because guess what? Like I said earlier, we're all putting on a a social media show. How are you? Good, I'm great. How are you? I'm great, yeah. (laughs) You 
ain't great. You ain't fine. You, you, you're a mess. All of us are a mess inside. But we all act like we're great and perfect. Right? Look at me! On social media. And then two minutes later you want to shoot yourself because you're not happy with yourself in your life. But now everybody thinks because you're on social media, everybody thinks that you're amazing and perfect and nothing's wrong with you. You don't have any problems. We're disconnected. We don't know what's going on in each other's lives because it's ayyad. Or it's embarrassing to admit that you have weaknesses. Or it's embarrassing to admit that you're not perfect. You have to be perfect in this world. So we're disconnected. And we have too much pride to ever admit to anybody around us that we need help or that we're not doing well. Instead of being open, instead of receiving compassion from one another, I cannot give you compassion unless you tell me you need compassion. How am I supposed to know that, I, that you need help if, if you don't tell me, if you don't show me? I, I'm not, I'm not a, a, a genius. I'm not a, 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 a mind reader. I'm not a psychic. No one's a psychic. We can't read each other all the time. So we need to be connected. That's why we don't have compassion. And another thing is sometimes, the, the other block is that we blame other people for their problems so that we don't have to actually be a part of it or we don't have to help them. Like, you know what? They are going through what they're going through because they did it to themselves. Like, sluchum. Like, tabbaytah. You know what I mean? Like, that's their problem. Because we don't really want to have compassion. So, with this, my brothers and sisters, compassion we need to have for one another. We need to meet one another. We need to love our imperfections, accept ourselves so that we can love and accept one another. Make sense? The last thing that we can learn from this Samaritan is that he is selfless. He's selfless. We are living in a narcissistic world. Do you know what narcissism is? Hello? Do you know what narcissism is? If you don't, go home and search it. Each and every one of us are struggling with narcissism. All of us. Whether we like it or not. Because guess what? The culture that we are living in, the media, the world, society is literally purposefully trying to make us narcissists whether we think it or not. What is a narcissist? A narcissist is someone who only can see themselves and thinks that they're the only one in the world that loves themselves, puts themselves first, thinks that everything is about them, everything has to come back to being about them. This is the world that we're living in. I come first. Me, 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 me. And so... This Samaritan, what does he do? If we want to practically be Christians, like on a practical level, how can I love my neighbor? Well, the very first thing that the Samaritan does is that he's willing to be inconvenienced. How many of us do not want to be inconvenienced? Like, I've got my set schedule. I know what I need for this day. Nobody get, nobody get in the middle of this. Don't interrupt me. Right? That's me. I'm not going to lie. Like when you guys call me or text me like, Father, I really, really need you right now. I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I'm like, you know what? I got a million other things to do right now. I don't, I, I can't help you, right? It can be an inconvenience. And so he's, a, he's he probably wasn't planning on helping this guy on the side of the road, right? But he doesn't. He stops. The second thing that he does is he gives time. He spends two days with this guy. 
He, knew, he takes time to, to clean up his wounds. He takes the time to put him on the beast and to take him to an inn. How much, how much time do we really take for the, those that we know that are really in need? Or we just sort of like send like just a quick text message like, or we send a quick uh, a check to someone. It's like, oh, I did my job. No, sometimes we need to give our time. We need to be inconvenienced for the sake of our neighbor. And not just that, what else does he do? He then gives and pays the innkeeper for this man. He pays his dues. That means that he uses his own resources. So yes, we do need to use our resources for one another. Yes, we do need to give from our pockets for one another. And last but not least, this man, this good Samaritan, was willing to be put in danger. He saw this guy on the side of the road beat up, right? And he could have thought to himself, you know what, this guy is probably into some deep trouble. I'm not getting in the middle of this, right? And I don't want to be a part of this. But he still gets involved, and he still helps. How many of us today, if we saw somebody being beat up or robbed on the side of the road, or in a restaurant, how many of us would just go, they got nothing to do with me. I'm just going to turn away my face, act like I didn't see. Or how many of us would get up and say, you know what, I'm, gonna, I'm, not gonna be, I'm gonna be a part of the solution here. Like, what world do we live in, my brothers and sisters, if we're not loving one another? We, we, we're really, truly like, that we're losing the sense of compassion. And this is what's leading us to so much toxicity, the gossiping and, and the, the trashing each other on social media. Like, it's so toxic. This is the world that we're living in. It's seeping into our communities because we have no compassion. So today, my brothers and sisters, we're praying right now that the, uh, the novena of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Today, turn to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. When you receive the Heart of Jesus in communion today, tell Jesus, Jesus, give me your heart. Jesus, let me see with your eyes. Let me feel with your heart. Let me heal with your hands. Jesus, make me your other self. Jesus, give me your heart. Do you know that prayer? Jesus, meek and humble of heart, make my heart like unto thine. Jesus, meek and humble of heart, make my heart like unto thine. Can you say that with me? Jesus, meek and humble of heart, make my heart like unto thine. Jesus, meek and humble of heart, make my heart like unto thine. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen.